0: Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout out to all the sponsors on the show, Noble's Networking, Williams Tire. Uh, who else we got this month? Uh, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Gridiron Coffee, uh, Par Hopper Golf. Don't forget about them. And uh, also Proud90 Golf. Thank you, guys. Our management company who gets me paid, Red Circle. Thank you to uh, all the corporate sponsors on the show uh today i'm in nashville uh, i was supposed to record like five fucking shows the past week and i've got drunk with my friends a lot and forgot and today is the first one i'm actually getting around to and I uh, couldn't have two better folks uh i got mr brian martin brian tell him hello real fast and what's drop your on? social media links
1: <laughs> what's going on y'all it's brian martin uh i'm on tiktok brian martin music i'm on spotify just brian martin and that's about all you really need to know, Facebook and all that good stuff.
0: And uh, the lady to his left, when I got to meet Thursday night and knock my fucking socks off, uh, there's not many people that make me, well, I'll tell you the back. there's a lot of songs that make me want to drink, but when I'm hungover like I was when I met her Thursday and all I'm trying to do is sip a beer and she hits one or two lines on me and I had to switch the liquor. Uh, Miss Brienne Young. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, I'm glad drop, I could make drop. you a drink. You do what? <laughs>
2: I'm glad I could make you drink.
0: You did. <laughs> and you're probably going to make several people drink. Good. Uh, drop your uh, Instagram and all that stuff.
2: So, hey, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. It's just Brian Music, uh, Brian Young Music underscore. So that's about it.
0: You don't do the TikTok?
2: I could not get into the TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm not for the dancing and all that stuff. I don't do none of that stuff. I like to watch other people look stupid on it, but I can't make myself... I don't do
1: the dance. Thing. It. I just, I just play, my, play my music on it. That's all I do. The
0: music is just so hit or miss on it. Oh, if yeah. You can drop something really, really good, really, really good, and uh, it doesn't trend at all, and then you'll get some bullshit on there yeah. that yeah. just blows up, and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it makes no sense, uh, especially it, it aggravates me because I'm friends with a lot of folks like y'all, and I'm not close with y'all yet. Uh, it, it's very frustrating. Me and Trey Lewis talked about it for the longest time. And uh, I know that him and Matt and all them love Dick Down in Dallas because of what it did for them. But when you got other songs like They're Believer meaningful. and yeah. other stuff that Trey Lewis has got, and he had to blow up off a of Dick Down in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> I tell people all the time, I get so frustrated whenever I go into write sometimes and people have these ideas that are probably like really, really like clever, funny like radio cuts. Yeah. And I'm like, I sit there and the same thing I tell them every single time. I'm like, I don't want to be that songwriter that walks into the bar that wrote, A, A-, A- Breaking Heart. yeah Break Your Heart. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's, I don't want to be known for like, having my big first song to be something that's just like- Cheesy, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: corny, yeah.
0: Uh, who was it? Trey, look, Trey was telling me about that. He finally got to sit down with Corey Smith. And uh, Corey Smith told him, he's like, you gotta fuck the popo with Dick Down in Dallas. Like, you're gonna probably dislike this but always be grateful for it and, pl- and play the shit out of it.
2: Yeah, that's true too.
0: Yeah. So I mean I guess it's a double-edged sword. It is. Um, but the stuff that you two play isn't the cookie cutter stuff. And uh Brian, I got to meet him. Uh a group of TikTokers came to the studio uh, on a tour. Like tour but that by the way, that was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. These, <laughs> these TikTokers had a tour bus. Like, congratulations to all of them for their success and shit. But they show it to my studio in a tour bus. And it's you and, and Bar None and Tainted Lyric and Ty and all them. And uh, I told him that night, he was the most talented one out of all of them. Like, I sat there and nothing against the rest of the oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. But you, he would play music. They would do whatever they were doing with TikTok stuff. And one of the guys has got really popular off of making music. And... I ain't got nothing against the fella; is the music just not for me? Like I don't don't do shit for me.
3: Yeah.
0: And you would hear him play a song, and then you would hear the guy who is helping them, and he's not getting any. notice. like nobody's noticing Brian, and I, that's why I sat down with him while everybody else outside. And I was like, dude, you're you're gonna leave all these other guys in the dust. Like they, <laughs> well, they'll be you, they'll be cool, and hopefully they all make a career and everything out of what they're doing. But yeah, you got a gift. I don't, I don't well, know what their you. fucking gift is. Well, thank
1: you, man. I appreciate that.
0: I like, I do like the one guy, which I like Ty. Yeah, he's Ty. the one I've spoke with since then. But uh, I like the message, the positivity, and stuff, and the mental health stuff that Bar None. Does. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I like. I did not like him when he came in the studio. Yeah, I think <laughs> me and him were like. I think it was
1: like two two alphas. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what it was, but
0: we did not like each other. By the end of it, dude had my complete respect. Yeah, he's so a- dude was solid.
1: I mean, you know, to give respect to them, they got their own walk, man. Everybody's got their own walk in life. And, you know, what they're doing, uh, like I said, they got their own thing. So it's like with me, with the music, this was my lane, and I had to stay in my lane, and it carried me here. I'm here in Nashville now. So (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's what I finally had to – like, that's finally what I had to realize too. It's like if they're putting out what they, like, genuinely love and what they actually, like, do – and they're not just trying to fake it, and they're not just trying to get famous or make money or whatever. Like if it's really something they care about, then I'm on board that. with it, yeah. right? I respect it. May it. not be
1: me, yeah. but I can respect it. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I get it. It's yeah.
0: just I think with this stuff that frustrates me with social media, and I'm obviously from the outside looking in because so I can't write music, I can't play nothing. But you you just go around town like up here when when I am here, and you hear people that. Are talented as hell, and maybe they don't fit an image or whatever, and it, it aggravates the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's like I, I just don't. Janis Joplin was probably the ugliest person alive, <laughs> like ever. I'd rather listen to Janis Joplin than anything that's damn near on country radio. It's in yeah. The top ten though. Yeah, I mean I, I would. Art.
1: I, it's back when music was real and the and the singers were yeah. ugly. But it's not <laughs> like <laughs> the singers were ugly. <laughs>
0: But it's not like those people aren't still out there. Yeah. You know, like those the people that are just super talented that don't fit the image, yeah. they're still out there. It's just, you know, that's one good thing about social media, I guess, that and I do hate social media, but if it wasn't for some of these apps and things, and some people wouldn't get discovered. Like well, yeah. you know, that,
1: you know. I gotta I gotta give it up, man. I've been doing this 13 years and never would have ever found myself on tiktok for any other reason than my, my son came up to me and he's 10 years old and he's like i got this app tiktok and i was like what is this and he's like there was a 60 second clip thing and i just got off work still had on my oily coveralls i got on there and i sang a song uh one of my old songs that won me songwriter of the year in, in texas and i sung it and it blew up on tiktok and i was like i mean here i am oily clothes just singing a song and it blew up and then Next thing I know, Beauty and the Struggle and all that come along, and if it hadn't been for that, I would have never slipped through the cracks and you know made it here. But like I said, it took a lot of years off of the journey for sure. It's just I don't understand a lot of the algorithm and how that thing works. Dude, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'll
0: have I'll have one video that's got a million views, and then the next video literally will have two thousand or a yeah. thousand, and it's like this makes no fucking sense, <laughs> and it's like I've got. I don't know. It's like two, 230,000 230, followers, whatever. Yeah. Shouldn't you get 230,000 views on everything that you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if they're real followers, yeah. 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 Like, doesn't that make sense? Like, it's, it's stupid. Um, how long have you been in Nashville?
2: I've been here 11 years.
0: 11 years. Yep. How old are you? <laughs>
2: I'm 31.
0: I, I thought you was way younger. Yep. I thought you was like, th- I, was, I was thinking like 25, 26. Okay. I yeah. can take that. Yeah, I was definitely...
2: 31, every bit of it. <laughs> how,
0: how old are you, Brian?
1: I'd hate to know your assessment <laughs> on how old I am. But... I,
0: I've aged horribly. I'm
1: 34.
0: I'm 33. I see. I was wrong. Um, ha- Have you been pushing music the whole time? Yeah. You have been?
2: Yep, I've been songwriting and playing everywhere I can, anywhere they'll let me.
0: <laughs> I know Lee Tucker loves you.
2: I love him too. He's a good one.
0: He he knew because my original goal with this was for this week was I was gonna do an all female writer's round. Oh, cool. I wanted to do that, but I wanted it to be real ass female. Yeah. Like I wanted to be real ass songs, because I honestly believe the next big wave in country music is like Outlaw Woman.
4: Yeah.
0: Like I think I think that's what it is. I really feel with Ashley McBride. And a couple other folks. Morgan Wade, who?
2: Morgan Wade. I don't
0: really know much about Morgan Wade. Look her up. Is
2: that a Texas girl? No, Is she. She's from. Where's she from? Uh, Is she from?
1: She's from South though, ain't she? Or or is it North?
2: For some reason, I thought it was like Virginia or something. It might be
1: Virginia. But yes, you're talking about the songwriter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: She just opened for Lucero the other night at Ryman, and I got to see her live, and Jesus Christ, she's good. <laughs> I, I <laughs> and she writes like almost all of her songs by herself. See, that's what I like. And she's young.
0: That's what I like. I've got to, uh, who Who was the one that not? Allie Colleen was on my show. Oh, she's good, too. And Allie and me were not buddy-buddy or anything, but she sent me her album like when we got done that day. And I got to listen to it, and I was just like, Shit. <laughs> like I, I really I really do think that there's this cool ass movement amongst women yeah. right now up here to it's where I think they're tired of a lot of pretty dresses and you mm. know having a what's that stupid ass Maddie and Tay song? Uh I can't fucking remember what it girl is. Girl in the truck or something. Yeah, like yeah. It, they're yeah. tired of being the girl in the truck, except Jesus. they were the girl in the truck in the fucking song. Like <laughs> they, I mean that, that was the song. And uh but it's just like Oh, Casey Tis, uh, Tindall. Is it Tindall or Tisdall?
2: Casey Tindall.
0: Tindall. And then Ashlyn Craft. And, oh, I love her. Uh, and, I'm obsessed uh, with that woman. And
2: Farron and Rachel, too. Yeah. Oh, that, she's, she's crazy. got the
0: one that I love, and I can't remember what is it. She, she didn't
2: even write my favorite one. My favorite one was uh, Smoke. I hadn't heard Smoke. And I think, who wrote that? It was one of my favorite writers, though. But it wasn't her. She didn't write that.
0: i have to look it up again. It just seems like the women now that are up here...
2: That takes a lot too, though, to cut a song and make it a single that you didn't write.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just dig. It. I just dig it. And then when I heard you the other night, I was like, "This is one of." them.
3: Thank you. I did. I,
0: I the guy I don't know if you heard the guys behind me laughing. What's the line in it that uh, I lost my fucking mind when you said it. <laughs> it was so fucking good. It was something about reaching for uh, which I think half your songs about reaching for drinks. Uh, our lines. I can't remember what the fuck it was. (laughs) You'll you'll play it in a minute. And as soon as you do, you'll see me lose my mind. Uh, But it's so good. And I just love hearing it. I've got a daughter. My daughter is 10. She just turned 10. And I'm all about teaching her to be like this badass Viking queen. Don't take (laughs) shit off no man. Independent. You know, I want her to be strong, independent. I want her to be whatever, whatever she wants to be in life. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I just, it makes me feel good when I see strong ass women. People should yeah.
2: look up to. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't want her, as much as I like looking at Carrie Underwood yeah. or some other folks like that, I, I don't want her to be that. Yeah. I want Gracie to be an Ashley McBride. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want, that's what I want. I want her to be a fucking badass. <laughs> Ashley McBride is the only person, I went to a, a writer's round at Live Oak. First time my show ever got listed in the top 100 in the world uh, was the first time Kristen Kelly or when Kristen Kelly say something, say something worth saying album had came out the first half. And she was like number 13 or whatever on iTunes. Yeah. So Lee Tucker taught me into coming up here, going out and celebrating. And it was the night that uh, Dylan Carmichael and Ashley McBride and everybody showed up and they played for the say something worth saying riders around. I got drunk. Close to Ashley McBride. And then afterwards, like I got invited back to go hang out with them and everything. And I'm just in awe. And me and her didn't have like this 20 minute conversation. I still apologize to anybody that was around because I was so fucked up. <laughs> and all I could do is just, I wasn't starstruck, but it's just her music. It just hits me. like yeah. it. That song, Girl Going Nowhere. Yeah, I don't care who the fuck you are. It, that song will, that song touches you. Yeah. I played
1: it. I played that song uh, many times, man. It's like just one of those things where it's like everything you want to say to all the people who didn't believe in you, man. It's like
0: not bad, not bad. She's <laughs> all, she's, she's Garth got,
2: Brooks throws that song in his set yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So I mean,
0: <laughs> she's also got that other one that's not as nice as that one, but uh, fat and famous. Oh but, hell yeah! Oh, I love that. Bit. I
2: still remember the first time I ever heard that song. I was like, I was working with this publishing company. We were I wasn't like. I wasn't one of their writers or anything, but I was just kind of writing with some of their writers and stuff. And I was in their office one day and they were playing uh guitar. Uh, what was it? Guitars and jalopies. Yeah. 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 That first one. And he was like, I think you'll like her. And I was listening to it and I was like, I bet she ain't this good live. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to go see her at third and Lindsley Cause she had like, she was releasing that little EP or whatever. And I went to see her at third and Lindsay. Wasn't nobody there. It was free. And I mean, her band, even her band. I I left there that night thinking that bitch is about to blow up. Like I'm not gonna be able to just go check her out for free ever again. <laughs> like that's gonna be the last time that ever yeah. happens.
1: See, like I said, that other song, "Bible in a 44." Oh, that, yeah. lord, that one's a good one so too. Her man. and Eric
0: Church covered it a, a couple times. Well, yeah, I've got like the live version of it when they were on tour together. Jesus, I just don't understand it. Like Martha McBride and all that stuff. It's not bad, but if you go back and listen to the rest of her stuff, yeah, uh, it's way better. I think like Voodoo Doll on that album. Yeah, and there's another one that is just insane. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know. She's my fave. Yeah, she, she's she's just I can't I can't sit here and think about all the good ones because I'll name them all. But
2: is she the first person that you ever did that in front of, like, got starstruck in front of?
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was just because her music had just touched me so much. Yeah. Like, it was just, but I had to end up saying to the people that were inviting me back to where they were going, I was like, I cannot go. (laughs) I am not fixing to embarrass myself in this business.
3: Because
0: I know that where I'm at now, she was extremely nice. Extremely nice. And even gave us her information to go through BMI or whatever to book her and all this kind of stuff. Because that was like my goal for, if it wasn't for covid that was going to be our biggest artist that we booked so far. And I was scared to death that I would get around or hanging out. And I'm an emotional drunk. Like I'll get in my feels. I'm yeah. not ever mad. <laughs> I'm not ever mad, but I didn't want to be the guy if they started picking and playing and bullshitting and Crying. I'm just over there with my face just <laughs> <laughs> covering my tears. And I, I didn't want to be that guy. I was scared. I turned it down. I turned down going back home with them. Yeah. <laughs> And I kick myself in the ass every time I think about it, because it could have been one of the coolest nights in my life. But it was it was cool for what it was leading up, because I did get to talk and hang out with them for a while, and they just such nice people. Um, but uh, but no, I'll tell you what, uh, to get me to shut the hell up about Ashley McBride, um, <laughs> why don't you start off by by playing us something? Okay. And, uh, you know, kind of just like a riders round, just give them a little backstory on it and... You know, you get go a little more in depth with it here than yeah. you, you do on stage. Yeah. You can take your time as much as you want to. That's true. I'll
2: do that. I think I'll do the one you were talking about that. I remember watching you whenever I was sitting up there playing because I was getting cracked up because most of the time, like at writers' rounds, if it's just like average Joe's out there listening, like yeah. they're not really paying attention to the lines. No. <laughs> and so that night it was, it was a whole table of songwriters. I swear to God, because like every single once in a while, I'd hit a line and they'd be like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, that means it's good." No, yeah.
0: no, you <laughs> yeah, I promise you. So you, you knocked me on my ass a couple times.
2: <laughs> but this one, I I actually. It was somebody. I'm one of those people. I'm a really emotional person too. I come across like tough and like a badass, and even some people say that I, like they're scared of me or intimidated or whatever. And I have no I have no idea why. But there was this one person I was dating one time, and I was trying to break up with her so bad, and it was just so it was the hardest thing in the whole entire world because she'd like either cry or something would happen, I'd be like, oh, no, it's all right. We can work it out. We can yeah, work yeah. it out. And it, this happened, like, over and over and over again. And finally, I was just like, this isn't fair. Because, like, I'm worrying about this person just because they're getting sad when I'm trying to end it, and I'm sitting here and happy the whole damn time.
3: Yeah.
2: And so I had written this whole text message to one of my best friends, Erin Vinecourt, and she's one of my favorite co-writers, too. And uh, I sent her this whole text message, and uh, she goes, well, there's your verses. You want to just go ahead and come over now and we can knock that verse out. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. And I was laughing. I was like, yeah. So I went over there and then uh, whenever we finished the song, I went home and everything and I Played it for that girl, and she was like, "Is this about me?" And I was like, "No, baby, no." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still sitting there stuck in it for like another year and a half. <laughs> I fucking know all too well about that situation. But so this one's called, "Was it good for you?" Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: I won't mean to break her heart when I change my mind and run And I don't mean to be this way like a broken loaded gun Unpredictable, unreliable, but still steady as the sun No, I won't mean to break her heart when I change my mind Was it good for you? Cause it was good for me Was it good for you? Did you get anything? I told her that Sometimes I say shit I mean Just can i be proof And it's gonna make me cry And I'm so tired of being mean This asshole that keeps making her Think I'm the one she needs But was it good for you? Cause it was good for me Was it good for you?
1: I fucking told
0: you. <laughs> it's the song. It's the line where you're talking about
1: uh, ninety proof. Say,
0: ninety oh. proof. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm bad about that shit. I'll get drunk and tell some I love you in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, especially right. if they say it first. I mean, sit there and hey, say yeah. nothing back. Yeah. You don't want to oh, be that. that no. <laughs> i told telling. so many people I loved them I shouldn't have.
0: Uh yeah. No without a, without a doubt. No I remember. it's is one of those things. It's a dagger. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's a dagger when you're sitting there and maybe you got something on your mind or, or bring something to your mind when mm-hmm. you say it. And that one hits
1: home.
2: Because wow. that one's just true. Yeah. That one's just true. That's, That's the, the best, best fucking the part.
1: Three cores in the truth. <laughs> there, there was a
0: guy who, uh, who was coming to the studio when I first opened it. And um, I'm one of these people... That I feel like honesty when it comes to music is the absolute best thing to do. Yeah. There's a lot of people and there's a way to go about it and not be an asshole. Yeah. Like you, you can you can share your opinion with folks and not hurt their feelings or try not to hurt their feelings. But uh there's a dude that was there, and um I had to explain to him why I didn't like what he did because he wanted to sound like everybody else. Mm. But when the dude did like some not necessarily dark songs, but more real life songs mm. instead of like happy party songs. Songs are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he had talent there, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do the, the poppy or whatever you whatever want to say. Was gonna, whatever was going to Yeah, he wanted to do that. And it thing. was horrible. And he's like, he's been trying for the longest time in music. And he's never he's never lived in Nashville. Um, but He plays a lot of local places in Georgia, a lot of bars. He's always booked. But... He's never got bigger than what he is now. And I feel like the dude would go dark. Yeah. Like, I feel like if he would be that, because when you, there's certain people you look at and you don't want to hear them sing a happy song. No. Right. Now, no offense. I don't want to hear you sing a fucking happy song. I don't. I want you to, I want to hear miserable shit come out of your mouth. I'm sorry if you have to live a miserable life yeah. for me to enjoy your music, but I think that's get the, your heart broken. Let's listen to some good shit. You know,
1: I think that's the curse of songwriting. As we find ourselves, even on good days, when we go to write a song, we're reminded of the shitty times, and that's our best songs. It's like what we've been through already. You know, well,
0: I think that yeah. the shitty songs. I think it's more than. I think you're the only person that can write that song. Yeah, you know, I think like that happening to you. You're the only person that could write that song, and that's why it's special. Right. I don't think it's just because it's a good song. Anybody else can make it pop, as you make it pop because <laughs> yeah. of when you're saying it, it's, it's real. It's believable. Yeah, it, it's got a connection factor to it that a lot of people just don't have. That's right. The first time you played uh, the song, you which I mean, you play whichever one want to. Yeah. But the first time you played that one for me at the studio, I was like, <laughs> "All right, my guy. <laughs> oh, I, you're, well, thank you, uh, man." You, uh, when I first met you, I didn't know what to expect either because of the group you were with. Yeah. I didn't know if you was just some make-believe, you know, had it in your head that you was fixing to be, you yeah. know, Aaron Lewis or some shit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what the fuck you were going for. Yeah. And then you started, and I was like, okay. You got, you got my attention, my guy.
1: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like I said, the one, you know, that I will sing is uh, – is beauty in a struggle. And sometimes we, like I said, we write our best songs when we're at our lowest. Like this was a year ago, I was going through a divorce. I've been I've been married for 12 years and life happens, you know, i got four kids. So I was working on the drilling rigs, trying to chase the dream, punching out my own merch in the back room when I wasn't working and, and doing all that, trying to grind out. And I wouldn't spend any time with my family and it all just kind of got away from me. And I lost it all. I wound up drinking, started drinking myself to death. And uh, once, when I went through that divorce, I was living in a camper out back behind my mom my mom and daddy's place. And she was, she had done moved on. And uh, I finally sat down and it all hit me. that Everything that I'd had that I'd let go. And so I sat down and I wrote this song called Beauty and the Struggle because I'd always told her every time I'd come through beating an addiction or beating something that I had in my life, I would always say, you, you, "You and these babies are the beauty in the struggle. No matter what, I'm gonna make it through it." And so I sat down, I wrote that song, and uh, shortly after I wrote the song, I had a wreck in uh, Kentucky, wound up in ICU with a brain injury, and uh, she called me while I was in ICU, and I told her, "I said, I'm coming home. I can't, I can't live like this. No more. I want my babies. I want my family back." I went back home, and two weeks later, I put this song out, and it blew up, and ever since I've been just on the on the path of being real, man. It, like if I'm accepted for who I am, then I'm accepted for who I am. But if I ain't, then fuck them. I mean, it's just the way it is. <laughs> just like, that, that's the right. <laughs> So, but it takes sometimes getting it out of your own head and going, look, I'm not going. Look, I've been singing songs about how I'm not going to ever sell out, so I'm not going to sell out. But if I get if I get an opportunity to sing what's really me and it's doing something for me, and that's what I'm going to do. And everybody,
0: that, everybody says I ain't going to sell out until yeah, it checks chick's in front of me. Until chick's in front of me. I yeah. don't know what it's going to take for me to chill the fuck out, but be, <laughs> I hope to find out one day. I hope to find <laughs> out, yeah.
1: But this song is called Beauty and the Struggle. She's as real as it gets and there ain't no way around. There's a road to spin through hell she's been down she's been mistreated she's been lied to she's seen her share of trouble but that girl she's the beauty in the struggle cause she ain't all about herself she ain't one to ask for help she's a diamond that you find when you've been left behind You're sifting through that rubble yeah that girl she's the She carries a weight that most could never hand. Picking up the pieces of a heart, spin this mantle. She's a good friend, she's a fighter, and she's watched her whole world crumble. But that girl, she's the beauty in the struggle. She ain't all about herself. She ain't one to ask for help. She's a diamond that you find when you've been left behind. Sifting through that rubble, yeah, that girl. She's the beauty in the struggle. She ain't all about herself She ain't wanting to ask for help She's a diamond that you find When you've been left behind You're sifting through that rubble Yeah, that girl She's the beauty in the struggle She's the beauty in the struggle
0: Good, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. Jeez. <laughs> Pretty,
1: that
2: was
1: really good.
0: Appreciate it. That's not the one you played on the show. Or that's
1: I don't remember. I think it was More Than a Shine I played on the show, maybe. Yeah. Or Lost. I can't remember which one it was.
0: There was one you played that was upbeat. Yeah, you know, More as, Than a Shine. And then you played one that was slow. Yeah. I think you played the slow one after yeah, yeah, the yeah. show Just For Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Was that was <laughs> probably been Lost, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know I, there's so many of them and I have to go back in my little memory I, I, don't, here. I don't remember <laughs> what,
0: what it was but dude, I just that's the shit I like both of y'all yeah. there's more people need to hear that shit thank you man I appreciate that there's this uh, that's one thing <laughs> that would get me in trouble in radio all the time like I would first of all I would always knock the artist that I didn't like yeah. And that's like Radio 101, you can't do that shit. You can't shit. do that. You're you, not supposed to do that. You can't do songwriter. that. <laughs> <don't actually> <laughs> you, can't, you can't. But that's why this the station that I was working for went from like 12 to number one in Georgia. Is people just don't like fake anymore. No. And you know, radio just doesn't understand that because of our phones, you don't have to listen to that shit anymore. Like you, you can turn it. And nope. the second, somebody turns a radio show off because of a song. They don't turn it back on. No, like, you don't. You don't ever. Soon as, you don't wait for that song to be over to go back to it. No, like and you when sit you sit
2: there and you go, oh, they play shit, and you don't put it yeah, back on there. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it was. Uh, it was when Tyler Childers' uh album came out last year. Yeah, it was that? Yeah, and uh, it was number one on iTunes on country, but country radio wouldn't touch it. Yeah, and so I'm a big like Tyler guy, and I, love him too. I was like. Fuck this shit. Like I'm not playing Kane Brown today. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm playing the actual number one song that and people would like the request line and the text line and all that stuff. That's what they wanted to hear. Yeah. They they wanted to hear Tyler Childers. Anytime you could have played, there was one edited version uh that I stole off of YouTube that was uh oh uh, shit. Uh the no, feather song. Feathers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the name of that damn song. Um Feathered Indians. Feathered Indians, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'd play it and everybody would fucking love it. And then you'd get no reaction off of just some bullshit. Like, it, you wouldn't. Um, and that's what, like, I, people are wanting a reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio has just completely dropped the ball on realizing what people are actually listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't, they don't listen to it. I know they don't. I, I do not see. Oh, you walk up and down the streets right now and you'll see. Tyler's shirts, Sturgill's shirts, Co. fucking Wetzel, like you'll see those shirts. You don't see Luke Bryan's shirts no more. No. And I like Luke Bryan. I think the fucking, see, I think Luke I Bryan's know, a great guy. I
2: know. I had a really I had a really cool conversation with somebody the other day about somebody like Luke Bryan, and I was like, you know, I was like, I used to shit on those guys whenever I first moved to town. I
3: did too. Because
2: the stuff that they would put out, like for radio, but then I sit there and listen to a whole record, and he find those gems, like whenever he would put out. Um, what was that song that he put out that was Aaron Enderlin's song? You don't know Jack.
0: Oh, God, Banger. Put,
2: what a great oh, freaking my God, song. Yes. So it's like, you know, that he knows good songs because dude's putting them on there, yeah. and he's not the one choosing to put the ones on radio that are going to make him have to shake his ass on the back of the truck. He's yeah. not choosing that. There's people that do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, like I said, I just don't, I've never had that chick in front of me. Yeah. You know, that's, and I know that's what it is. Yeah. I, that's, I'm blown away by the fact that even. You know, uh, right now where Jason Aldean is coming out full-blown conservative and everything, like him and his wife have went off the deep end with it. (laughs) And you would think in the day and age we live in, I want everybody to have their own political beliefs. I don't tell nobody what to think. I tell people what I think, how I feel. But that he is the first person I've seen in country music that's come out and said, fuck it, I'm going full right here. Yeah, yeah. His yeah, wife's pulling them strings. I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. Britney's pulling them strings. <laughs> I, think, uh,
1: I think he's definitely, like I said, when you see that stuff, it's like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, last night we was playing a show in uh, Jupiter, Florida, and it was uh, this guy in the front. The whole time I was trying to sing a song, it was this guy in the front uh, trying to start a, a fuck Biden uh you know, chant. He was trying to get this whole chant going on. It was like, and then, so like he kept doing it and I was in the middle of a song. I'm acoustic, you know, opening. And I got done with the song and I looked down at him. I said, man, we hear you. Yeah. And he, that's all he wanted to do was have somebody acknowledge it. I was like, we hear you, man. But Hey, I'm trying to sing a fucking song. I I don't,
0: I don't like Biden just as much as the next guy. Or if you have the same, but you have to support, the position of president. like yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. No, right. I was not the biggest Trump guy. That's, yeah. not,
2: that's exactly how my mom raised me. She was like, yeah. you have to respect the office. You don't necessarily have to respect the yeah. person. But I mean, they are the leader yeah. of our country right now. Yeah. So if we're not backing on, then it makes us weaker as a country. Hey, that's exactly right. So it that, sucks. That's so. how I
0: feel. But I get shit all the time because I'm a conservative, but I have a lot of liberal views. Like you want to hear some people bitch. The community that, Thinks that they're going to come to my show and get one thing. And it's just compl- like, they yeah. start listening to my political beliefs. Boy, it's like, uh, I got in so much shit one day on, on radio. Like you can't, there's certain things country radio you don't talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got on talk of like uh, gay marriage and all that stuff, right? I'm for it. I don't give a fuck. And somebody called in and was like, what if your daughter grows up and she's a lesbian? We're like, fuck it. If she's happy, I don't care.
1: Love is Why love, does it man. fucking right. matter?
0: Yeah. That's what I was talking to Ashley Bright about. That's why I was literally in her ear because I was telling her the story of me almost getting fired that day. And I'm such a smart ass though. Yeah. So I played a Brandy Carlisle song. Because <laughs> I love fucking Brandy Carlisle. Oh, well, yeah. But they got the High Women's Got That Song, If She Ever Leaves Me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that fucking song. And after this woman had got pissed off at me. About saying I don't care if my my daughter ends up dating girls, I'm yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Right. Then I played a song about women loving women, <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking phone line blew up when people pissed off. Oh my God. But I
1: just I just don't. It's it's a, it's the same thing, man. Like you said, I think love is love, and like it's, to be honest with you, no offense, you know, to straight couples either. But it's like in this day and age, you know. They might be better off with a woman, <laughs> you know. It's it's, it's it's just a it's just the fact of the matter. I mean, yeah. it's, there's not very many. Uh, well, men aren't of, men anymore. Yeah, men aren't men anymore. Men aren't men anymore. <laughs> no, they're uh, not. They're
0: soft. They're, yeah. If you go to under twenty five and men, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, like I did not ever think that I would be like this person. Because growing up, I was kind of a womanizer. I was not the best, and I had my daughter. It completely changed my whole everything on women. Like, Because, you know, I don't want my daughter to get treated the way that I might have treated women yeah. when I was younger. That was fucking wrong with me. And so, like, I try my best to be around positive influences for her and then me be the kind of that person. And, uh, man, I just... I'm so scared that this younger generation is just going to be so fucked. And I don't got nothing against feminists. But I think there's a line that you just don't cross. Yeah. And I think that the guys are just going to be like, you know, fuck it. They can have whatever they want. We're soft. (laughs) We're soft. It's better than arguing with them. You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't. don't. Um, I'm
2: not one of those people like, I have my opinions and stuff, but like, I don't. I just don't understand like the whole parades and the rallies and like the, that's what I don't get. I don't understand that. Cause I'm like, I have my opinions. You know what they are? Like I stand to them. I don't sit there and like try to pussyfoot around anything or like not say what I feel or what I think. But I mean, I don't know why you got to go out in the streets and get mad about it to the people that
0: don't don't have the same
2: opinion. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's,
0: that's what bothers me with the whole like really, really left people. It's, they say that they want everybody's opinions and rights to be equal right. and everything, but they don't. They want it to be superior. Like, they, they want to be able to celebrate stuff and be happy about their stuff. But if, like, w- you know, we were to go out and have a straighty day, yeah, like if I was to have a straighty day, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing now, I'm celebrating my straightage. Yeah. They're going to fucking burn me to the ground.
1: Right. It's, you know, it is the same thing with every, every kind of rally. It's like, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, how do you end hate with hate? You don't. I mean, you don't. You don't end hate with hate. I mean, it's right. it's like, you know, you all you can do in this world is coexist with the ones who accept you. And the ones who don't, if they're not in your life, they don't matter anyway. Right. You know? Because they're like, making
2: the choice, not right. you. That's what I had yeah. to explain to so many people. Whenever I came out, I was just like doesn't change anything about me like as the person that you know and it shouldn't and so i mean like and i just think it's silly that people even have to come out too see that's a whole other thing i'm just like why is it even a thing it makes it so weird and uncomfortable (laughs) and awkward for everybody
0: (laughs) i've got a question for you i got a question for you because i think you're probably you know you're not the first lesbian on the show I'm king of lesbians. Did they tell you that? Yeah. They love me. I was like, it's I'm, probably because I love it. Just I was as like, well, so.
2: I think I'm the. Uh, I wanted to tell him that night. Whenever he told me that, he said that you were the king of lesbians, and I told him that I must be the queen of fuck boys. Go. <laughs> we're gonna get along just <laughs> we're fucking just good then.
0: Um, what do you think about like? When did you know? I guess because like I, I don't I, know, I don't what? get the kids, the transitioning kids. Yeah. I don't like that, but if you want to be open at a young age, then... Well, I, I
2: mean, that, my thing with the with that stuff is I don't understand it because I've never yeah. experienced it. So, I mean, like, I'm not going to understand that or know what that feels like because I've never experienced it and I've never yeah. felt it. But, I mean, looking back, like, I was born in a very, 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 like, rural area in East Texas (laughs) so I didn't even know that being gay was a thing for the longest time I mean I knew I wanted to be a cheerleader and I wanted to be around all the pretty girls all the time but I didn't know why I I just thought it's because they were my friends or whatever and then as I got older I I just had that struggle all the time. Like I would have like a boyfriend because all my friends had boyfriends, but like I wouldn't kiss them. I wouldn't do anything with any of them. Yeah, It was awful. It was the worst thing ever. (laughs) And uh, one time I think we were playing truth or dare or something one time. And I got dared to kiss a girl. Then I was just like, Oh, yep. That's different. And that's, better than yep. having to do that i don't blame, <laughs> you. I don't blame you one bit <laughs> but like even looking back my mom was laughing because i was talking about there was this teacher when i was in like uh, fifth grade and she was a substitute teacher that had came in while my teacher was on maternity leave and dude i had the biggest crush on her in the whole entire world she was this beautiful little blonde blue-eyed Fifth grade teacher, or whatever, and I had the biggest crush on her. And I thought she was going to come back and be our teacher the next year. Well, she didn't accept the job and she went to another school. So I would plumb embarrass my mom anytime she saw us anywhere out. I wouldn't speak to her. I'd just be like, nope. Like it was like I, she broke my little fifth grade heart. Like, horrible.
1: <laughs> Man,
0: that's awesome. Let's go. I just, I always ask, try to ask people that that's different than me. Yeah. Because I try my best to on the platform that I've been given for everybody to understand both sides yeah. of, of situations. There's a lot of people that I I think are just not informed and they end up making themselves come off as ignorant. Yeah.
2: Oh, 100%. There's a lot
0: of things that I just don't know. And I learned from some friends a long time ago yeah. that the best thing to do is if you don't know something, ask, ask.
2: exactly and
0: find an understanding. Yeah. My
2: hometown I didn't, my whole entire school, we had 300 kids, and I didn't grow up around any black kids at yeah. all, none until I got to college. So then, like, being around another race was completely just like,
1: New, yeah. it was
2: like being on Mars. I didn't yeah. know any, because we are, we are so different. And if you don't sit there and like ask questions sometimes about things, about how it makes them feel about, just random shit like one one girl i uh roomated with i didn't know i could not use her hairbrush i didn't know that that was a <laughs> fucking thing yeah i had no fucking clue i didn't know that and like so uh, but like you said it was an ignorance thing yeah. i wasn't trying to disrespect her or yeah, be rude like i just nice. didn't have any clue
0: <laughs> it's just lost sometimes that that is a uh i don't stand for and i don't just like throw away the confederate flag i don't fly it i don't have nothing to do with it yeah. or whatever reason i don't is because I got to see, I have some very close friends that are, are African-Americans. And they're just as fucking country as I am some of them. Some yeah. of them's a little more gangster, but I'm, I got a little hood in me too. I'm invited <laughs> to the barbecue. And uh, I've had people sit down with me in the nicest way possible and explain when they see that symbol, what it meant to their grandparents, what it meant to their parents, what it still means to them in certain realms. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been asked over and over again, like being in Georgia with our brand and everything, why don't you put stuff with the stars and bars on it? I'm not fucking going to. I'm not out to, I don't believe in it because it don't mean heritage to me. It don't mean hate to me. It means nothing fucking to me. Uh, same thing goes though. I mean, with the, the pride flag, I don't care. Like yeah. if you want to fly, fly. <clears throat> it, yeah. I, when I look at it, it's just a flag. It, yeah. it doesn't, it means nothing to me. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people, they, they overstep their bounds on what respect is. Like you flying something or, or whoever's flying whatever flag, you're not blatantly disrespecting me. You're just showing off your beliefs. Right. Yeah. I have to be smart enough to just not acknowledge
3: right.
0: that if I don't believe in it, Cause I'm going to go home and fly what I want to. Right. Yeah. So what's the difference? Like as long as I can respect your shit, you should respect mine. And like, there's too much of people just overstepping their bounds with others. And just because they feel uncomfortable, you know, that person's living comfortably. They're happy. They're not thinking about your dumb ass right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't sit there and worry about it. Like just go on about your day. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't get too much off on that uh, plus another truth, song and tell man. us about it. Yeah. I know, I know. It's I just when you start diving down those holes or oh, whatever. No. Well,
2: because you can get to a place to where it's like I, I'm one of those people too, I'm like, I don't know all the answers. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and tell, like tell you a fun little story about how I think that this is the only right answer for this situation. Everything turns gray at some point.
0: That's exactly It's st- so
2: true. It's just like, and then you can sit there and be coming from a good place and somebody can hear one word out of a whole story or tangent that you've gone on and they're going to pick you apart from that one, one thing word. that yeah. they uh, think is derogatory. I like when they do it to me. <laughs> I'm
0: telling you, it makes me so happy <laughs> when these people do it to me because you can go back and look at like my record of stuff I've done and... I almost when everybody jokes about the king of lesbians comment or whatever, yeah. but it is where I've got my black card, I've got my my gay card or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I've got passes Gosh. on these conversations oh, no, God. because if you take me out of context on one thing, go back and listen to something else where I've completely stood up for you. Yeah, like I almost feel like the way you kill like a bunch of the the bigotry and hate and everything is you either have to completely ignore it. Have just enough understanding about it where you can talk to people about it, yeah, and it not affect not it not affect you.
2: Well, and the thing, yeah, that's my thing too. Because sometimes I get rubbed the wrong way if somebody is dismissive about the conversation. Yeah. yeah, because then I'm like, then I then I'm like, well, why are you dismissing the conversation? Like, do you feel a certain way that you don't want me to know, or do you are you like
0: that not knowing shit? Right, they rub you the wrong way, real yeah, quick. yeah,
2: real quick. Because then I'm like. I don't want to be sitting here. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting here in a bar with you and somebody else sit there and think that they know what they know how you feel about it yeah. and then I'm sitting there.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> Just blind to Just it. Blind like, to it because you second you get up there making a bad joke. Mm-hmm. I'm not about it. Like I'm not if I I'm not putting anybody in those situations. You're gonna know where the fuck I stand. Me
2: too, all the yeah, time. I'm gonna
0: make it. I'm gonna make it very clear, very quick, who I am. Right. And if we can be friends, we can be friends.
2: But if you're if we're gonna sit there and have a conversation about it, and you can't, like can make me think, and it's not just trying to change my mind, if you're like really sitting there trying to have yep. a conversation, and I'm and I feel like I was wrong, then I'll be the first one to say I was wrong too.
0: That's why me and Lee <laughs> said me and you be friends. I'm the same way. You,
1: you know, it's like I never would have thought because you know. It's, Nobody had to have a native card before, but now it's 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 becoming a thing where if you need a native card, man, I'll give you a native card too because it's like this is. I'm just sure crazy. I'll piss off the Indians eventually. <laughs> there's there's
0: not there was a there was a guy on my show a couple weeks ago, and we did a drunk episode. It was right after all the stuff in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and I know that you're talking about Native Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got shit faced, and the guy. Uh, he brought his his father-in-law along. His father-in-law was an army ranger. Um, he, he served up here, but now he's somewhere else. He's teaching jump schools now. And um, he got on a tangent about it, and he, got, he said the words camel jockey.
2: And oh, yeah. I was like, holy oh, fuck, here we
0: go. And little did I know, we found out like the next day that my show was like number one in Kras Krasikstan or some shit (laughs) over there and it blew my mind but then I was scared shitless (laughs) because I was like oh this dude is a camel jockey they're finna fucking terrorize (laughs) the shit out of me Yeah, I'm finna get blown up (laughs) that's all I can think about and it's not when you (laughs) you get messages and stuff from new people I honestly think you can say stuff and joke around as long as people know you're coming from a good place Yeah.
2: yeah that's my whole thing too like all my all my real friends and like even people that are fans of my music, they know who I am because of my music. Like, because I sit there and say what I want to say or, like, I'm honest on my shows. Like, I mean, like, you know who I am. And if you know my heart, then, I mean, you know I'm not sitting there trying to hurt anybody or be yep. ugly to anybody.
0: Yeah. So, Some people are just too sensitive. <laughs> sure. Let that roll into your next On Tell us about this
2: one. All right. I'm going to do one that I wrote with my friend Helene Cronin. She's a lady from Texas. That flies in on weekends. I met her at the Freak Show over there. At, um, it's
0: one of the Riders' Rounds, isn't it? Yep.
2: TJ, Terry Joe Box yep. runs that. I met Helene probably like five or six years ago. Her and Ashley were over there playing at Blue Bar at Freak Show back then before they tore it down. And then I got to start playing Freak Show when they moved over to Winners and met that whole crew. And Helene was one of those ladies. She's a lot older, she's like my mom's age. And so sometimes whenever – I just do better with that generation anyways because she's more of like she wants to write about real things and real life and everything else because I can't go in and be like, all right, today we're going to write a song about a truck (laughs) 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 or Copenhagen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, we sit down and start talking about what's going on in our lives and then we come up with a song. So at this point – I was wanting to put out new music and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, it was right in the beginning of 2020, right before we all got quarantined and everything else. And I was actually talking about uh, a relationship that had ended years before. And I was like, you know, sometimes I still kind of hurt from that. And I was like, I just thought I'd be better by now over that. I just thought that that wound would finally heal. And I I was like, I just thought that if I... Saw her picture and like she was with somebody else or whatever, I'd be happy and like yeah. glad she was happy or anything like that. And I was like, I'm still kind of not over it. I'm not better yet. <laughs> and she was like, All right, well, that's what we're going to write that song today. <laughs> so go. this is called Better by Now. Well,
4: I don't buy home anymore, but I still light up if I can bum one. There's no reason anymore to feel guilty If I go home with someone And I ain't got no regrets But I still try to avoid 8th Avenue Cause I don't need a setback Like running into you well, they say that time's a healer, but I ain't feeling like there'll be a cure. Hell, nothing's gotten worse, but nothing feels as good as it did before. And it ain't like the sky is falling, but it's still heavy with thunderclouds. And I just thought that I'd be better by now. I rearranged the furniture and took all of those pictures off the fridge. I'll be finding little traces of you till I find somewhere new to live. And I don't want to forget you But that's exactly what I've got to do. Cause you're not here, but you're taking up a lot of rain. Well, they say the time's a healer, but I feel like there'll be a cure. Hell, nothing's gotten worse But nothing feels as good as it did before And it ain't like the sky is falling But it's still heavy with thunderclouds. clouds And I just thought that I'd be better by now Yeah, I just thought that I'd be better by Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 it ain't like the sky is falling, but it's still heavy with thunder clouds. And I just thought that I'd be better by now. Yeah, I just
0: thought that I'd be better by now. Lee Tucker better be glad I got to pick his fat ass up from the airport at one o'clock. At that right here makes you drink. <laughs> That's a good one. That, right that is how I base how much I like a song. Yeah. Is if it makes me. If it takes you somewhere, it's like, why the fuck don't I have a drink in my hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to listen to this song while I'm drinking something. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great song. Holy great shit. Song. I love that song. The taking up room line.
1: Yeah. Oh man. You are I hear what you said, taking up room. Yeah, me and him looked at each other. Yeah, yeah was like
0: I was like, whoa. This is so good. It's <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, and I I've I've I probably said it ten times already on the show. I don't understand how that. Isn't what's on radio? Yeah, like exactly. it does. It doesn't. Well, then, it just doesn't compute.
2: I was thinking earlier when you were talking about that Childers record because do you remember when uh, Miranda put out that record? Weight of these wings and there's like freaking thirty songs on it. Yeah, and the, she wrote every single song. And like some of the songwriters on it were like Natalie Hemby and Lucy Silvis and like. Is, is you, that you the one that's got
0: that? Milkman on it? Uh uh-uh. uh you know what song I'm talking about with the Milkman? I'll look okay. <laughs> at it. It's gonna drive me crazy. I don't now. think that's it.
2: Okay. But uh, weight of these wings was it was a songwriter record. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a double. It was a double sided, and ugh, that record was so good, and she got no kind of recognition for it at all. During COVID, T Swift puts out those two records, and people lose their fucking mind. And I'm yeah. like, Miranda already did that, but she put out one record that had that many songs on it. Like, yeah. the <laughs> I'm like, I don't just understand. That's the one I was trying. Oh to play, yeah, guys. yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. But that whole thing, that whole record was so good, all of it. That's what had she had vice on that one too, and she, like
0: she's just she's one.
2: She's a freaking nature too. I as can't a songwriter. figure her
0: out most of the time. Like I I, I hold a lot against her because you yeah, uh, just because she made it cool for women to be crazy.
2: <laughs> like,
0: people want to give uh, like I don't know if y'all seen the TikTok thing or whatever. It's like. If, uh, if she listens, if Co Wetzel is her favorite artist, just leave her alone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's been, Miranda Lambert's the same way. Yeah. If Miranda Lambert is her favorite artist, you're in for a fucking roller coaster ride. <laughs> it, well, that
2: was all her branding, too, though. Yeah, to think she about made it, it. Like back then, that was like a whole branding thing, too, before branding was a thing. But I mean, her one of my favorite songs of hers that I've ever heard in my entire life was that song she wrote with Natalie Hemby, and it was on uh, the Revolution Record, and it was called Virginia Bluebell. I don't. I'm finna download it it right now. I don't know if I've heard it. And it's talking about she's describing a woman, and she's talking about how she's just this pretty little thing, and she's always got her. She's always got her head hanging down and everything else, but with a little sunlight and a little care, like. Even like flowers can uh, bloom through cracks and cement or something, and it's like it's such a well-written song. And like I'm like, why wasn't any of that stuff ever put? She's not appreciated as a songwriter, and it kills me because she's like, I mean, she's right on up there with John Prine and like some of those people that could just pump out songs (laughs) and they're all good. I
0: mean, (laughs) I, I I hate to admit this to most folks. I did not know a lot of John Prime until he died. Oh really I just didn't I, I for some reason it was one of those that never crossed and then once people started playing it for me or like because he passed, they were putting their favorite songs yeah. of his on social media. I was like, how the fuck have I never heard Angel from Montgomery? Yeah, like, yeah. How, how have I never you heard? You never
2: heard any version of it? No. Or Clay Pigeons?
1: No. Clay Pigeons. Oh, you know, well, see, well, didn't Blaze write that? Blaze well, Foley?
2: Blaze Foley wrote that, but I mean, like, yeah, that yeah. John Proud made it huge. See,
1: Blaze, like, Blaze was another one, you know. Blaze Foley, Towns, Van Zandt, you know, all those mm, guys. Like, Parsons well, all in, yeah. yeah, and that's a lot of Texas stuff, too, yeah. you know, it's like. But it's like that Austin live from Austin
2: Oh yeah yeah.
1: You know, Blaze's record clay pigeons and if I could only fly that he did for Merle Haggard, like, oh man. Those songwriters to me were like I just like I was like, Man, if I could just seem to get into that realm and then as I started getting into their realm, I was like, Shit, now I just gotta get out of this one. (laughs) Well see,
2: and that's kinda what happened when I moved here. So I moved here it was right it was right after the flood in twenty ten. And uh, I didn't even know if my apartment was going to be okay whenever I got here. Like, we had already put the money down and everything. But whenever I moved here, um, the internet wasn't what it was. And, like, your cell phones weren't really what it was now. And uh, I kind of figured out to dig into songwriters when I moved here. It was like, don't just listen to what's on the radio. Like, listen to the people that's writing the songs. And so some of my favorite people that I found once I moved here were, like, Holly Williams. Who yeah. I freaking have you ever listened to her yeah, stuff?
1: And that's she's related to uh so Hank Junior's yeah. her daddy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah.
2: But uh and then Sam Williams is coming up now too, but they're from a different litter. That's what yeah. they that's what yeah. they all say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what they all say. I, I yeah. got to
0: talk to him like a couple weeks ago. It's mm-hmm. Nice he can be. Had no idea Hank uh as his son.
2: Yeah, but so like Holly, she her voice isn't like that perfect sounding like Carrie Underwood or like the it's not doesn't have like all the perfected things. But when she's singing her songs, man, it's like you said, you just believe everything she's saying, you believe everything she's singing. Yeah, she's such an emotional singer, and her songwriting is just killer. See that
0: what y'all are doing right now, talking about them, those are legacies. Yeah, that is what I fucking think country music is. You're not going to hear anybody in 20 years talking about, hey, you remember Taylor Swift's song? <laughs> like, you're, are you you remember that thing that Kane Brown put out? Yeah. You're not.
1: <laughs> you're, you're not.
0: There's even like now with Garth Brooks. I listen more to his stuff that was on his records that never touched radio yeah. than I listen to anything that ever came out on radio. And I just don't understand why more people don't dive into that shit. Yeah. It, it, does it ever blow y'all's mind, like, when you're around people that aren't associated with music, whatever, and the stuff that they listen to compared yes. to the stuff that you listen to?
2: Yes, Or, like, just when they don't know somebody. Yeah. It, it almost kind of makes me a little mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes, yeah. It, it, especially, like, if it's, like, a legend, you know, like, some, yeah. like, Chris Christopherson or something like, who's that? It, well, not never mind. You mind.
2: Know, mine was, was Carol King. Yeah. I had somebody look me dead in the face one time. And they did not know who Carol King was. And I'm sitting there and I start like, I'm like, natural woman. I'm like, um, you've got a friend. I'm like, um, and I keep going. I'm like, will you still love me tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, I keep going. Like thinking finally, like something's going to spark or something. And they're like. No. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. I've I definitely that, lost some friends. I do that yeah. sometimes.
0: <laughs> I've definitely had to, because uh, we have like parties at the studio all the time. Everything. <laughs> it's like my buddies who have nothing to do with music, podcasts, and nothing just regular. Some guys I grew up with, and, and their buddies are their wives and shit coming to hang out. And I will turn some shit on. And first off, my playlist, it sounds like I'm fucking... The saddest person alive. Well, that's me too. And I'm not. That's it's, me. It's just the best <laughs> fucking music to me.
2: People are like, play something up tempo. Play something happy. We're trying to party yeah, here. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, having a great why? time. Why? <laughs> like this is
0: I'm fucking playing drinking music. <laughs> that's what I tell everybody. It's like, I'm not listening to sad music. I'm listening to drinking <laughs> music. music. Yeah. What the fuck you want? Last yeah. night they wanted to go to oh, Dirk's Bentley's bar or whatever. Oh, yeah and go upstairs to where they're dancing or whatever. I ain't got nothing against it. I like going to do that every once in a while. But I'm in Nashville. Like, I'm already only on Broadway because Blaine Bunny, my buddy, is playing at AJ's. If it wasn't for that, I'm probably at Losers or or somewhere off of Broadway. I don't want to, you know. You
2: know where the best place to go on a Saturday night is to go listen to music at D's Country Cocktail Lounge when Josh Headley is playing from 10 till 2. Jesus uh, Christ.
0: <laughs> really? Yes. They took me to uh and I had never been there. I don't know how I had never been there before. 10 to uh, That's a sick. It's dude. behind that's Nashville. It's you. behind Nashville Palace. Um Oh
2: yeah, scoreboards.
0: Yeah, well, it was the one behind scoreboards.
2: Music City Park yeah.
0: Park. yeah, and there was this dude. He's the ugliest fucking person I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. He looked like a crackhead on stage. And I, they were telling me I was like, "No, wait." yeah dude opens his mouth and all he plays is old Merle Merle old Waylon I don't know who that guy's daddy is, is that the-
2: wait was it Tom yeah Tom does
0: uh, it start, start his with but- his name? buddy or something starts with a B Tom, yeah he
2: got like a scraggly
1: beard
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah glasses was- and a hat the yeah. hat looks
2: like it's got ran over by a tractor oh about my god a dozen times. he
0: opened his mouth and Heaven Was a Drink of, of oh. Wine by Merle's my probably my, wow. one of my all-time favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. so good. And he just comes out of nowhere with Heaven Was a Drink of Wine. And I'm just sitting there. And God bless the, the other people that are standing around me. Cause they just kept talking to a brick wall. Cause I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. plays
2: at Layla sometimes too. His ex wife plays bass. Really? And then he, play, you know, Lily Mae Rishi and all them. I don't. Like, they used to be Gypsy.
0: Oh, okay. You remember them? I don't.
2: Oh, Lily Mae's with Third Man. She, uh, she's really great. She's fabulous fiddle player, singer, and everything else. But uh, Tom used to play down there with them, too.
0: He blew uh, me with... the fuck away. He's he, he, so good. That's I,
2: just the got that I knew who it
1: was. <laughs> I just got done hanging out with uh Ira Dean and uh, Brian White and them and J.P. Pennington at, at Nashville Palace. And everybody's like, well, it's closing down. Uh, Bullard.
2: Tom Bullard. That's what yeah, it is, Tom it. Bullard. He, Came to he's me. like, it's
1: closing down, but they've got scoreboards open. And let's go hang out. I said, like, all right, so. I went over there and like I said, that guy was up there playing all more Merle Haggard stuff. I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> and then so this uh they I went up there and, and gave him a request and he's like, I don't know that one. I think it was dinosaur by like Hank Jr. And he's like, I don't know that one. He's like, he's like, But you're a singer, right? And I was like, Yeah. I was like, But I said, I said, uh, I'm not I am not singing tonight. And he's like, No, come up here. So he called me up and I sang it. I was like, Thank you, man. This is First time I've ever sang in Nashville sitting up here, you know, besides ride around, you know, it's like.
0: he uh, John Michael Montgomery was there, but there was only like 10 people that was in the building. Oh, God. And John Michael Montgomery, God bless his soul, was shit can. <laughs> like, it was, there's literally 10 people watching this guy. Like, this is like John Michael is fucked up. And everybody keeps asking him to get out there and play. And even Tom's like. Fucking John Michael Montgomery get up here and play a song. Yeah. Get up and, do one. and he, you could tell he didn't want to. He did? He did. Oh shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> I was, I was oh, in the man. crowd and I usually I am I have to post stuff on social media yeah, all the time. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this, this Mm-mm. man. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Cause yeah. I knew he didn't want to get up there. He did, he had no intentions. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a full ass dad about to mow his grass. Yeah, yeah. But, oh my god. It did not give two fucks. <laughs> and I know that I was like over in the corner and he played like a summer two and it was, he's off on everything. And he finally got off stage and I was like, please, for the love of God, don't ask that man to get back up. I'm enjoying Tom. <laughs> and it was so bad. <laughs> it was, it, it was like, what is this, uh, Grungy County Auction or whatever it oh, is? Yeah. Did he, he do that? Yeah, he, he, he couldn't keep up. Oh, God. Yeah, boy, it was, it was funny. And then the drummer, Tom's drummer got sick. So there was no drummer. And then so like, he was like, come on, tour manager. You can do it. Like he told his, whoever it was, like his manager or some yeah. guy that was with him. the play drums. You can, can kind of do it. Let's do it. I've heard you play around before. <laughs> the dude didn't do bad, but you could tell. He played? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard Tom's band. Tom's band's solid yeah. for what they do. Oh, yeah. And you know all these old fucking guys on stage are just looking at these two and just being oh like, God. but we didn't make it. <laughs> but, are you fucking with me right now? Yeah. This is how unfair fucking Nashville <laughs> is. You got fucking crack-headed Hank Williams Jr. up there, Sr., just going ham and Tom. And it sounds, that's probably all, besides for a writer's round. That's the best thing I've ever heard on stage. Yeah. yeah in Nashville. Awesome.
2: So whenever I first moved here, that bar, they had a family band called the skulls and their yeah. mama played with them too. And that was like one of the hot places to go back then even too. It's like one of those little hole in the walls. You kind of got to know about too. I love those them. are my kind of places. Too. That's, that's, yeah. the,
0: that's <laughs> what I'd rather go like Broadway's Broadway's with Broadway is. Uh, I don't think even if I didn't have the friends up here, I think I would hate Broadway. Cause I don't like, not be able to move and piss and yeah. get a beer and all. i don't I don't like that I like the little places yeah. but it's even like now to me like even when you go to losers now like you can't move
2: yeah somebody was somebody was telling me that the other day they were like I wish that locals would stop taking tourists to the local spot yeah like quit telling them about them Yeah, that
0: Lee Tucker ruined it. ruined me for it. That's every time I come, that's the only place I want to go. Then you get there, and it's like, I can't fucking move.
2: Well, next time you're here, I'm going to take you out to D's on a Saturday night, and we're going to go listen. Oh, you can plan it.
0: I promise. I will. I've heard what you like 100%. It's laid
2: back. Like, you can go dress like this, you can go dress nice, whatever you want to do. They've got, um, a uh, free jukebox whenever the music's not playing. They got a pool table. They got a stage and stuff That's out exactly back. Exactly my yeah. type of place. Got darts. It's cool.
0: All right, Brian, what you got
1: for us next, big fella? Well, you talked about drinking songs, man. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's
0: the segues.
1: it. <laughs> there we go, segues. Yeah, this is uh, this is one I wrote called uh, Whiskey and the Devil. And uh, like I said, man, I, I spent a lot of time on the road and uh, – to be honest with you, there's a lot of things I don't remember because like I, I drank myself to sleep every night. So it was like, you know, it just got real bad. And I wrote this song and uh it's while I was on the road. And it just kind of tells a story in its in itself. I let the song tell the story, but well I'm getting older. Now I'm growing tired. I ain't seen a mirror long, long while I've lost a lot of weight Most of my mind Well, damn you, whiskey Let me down for the last time Whiskey and the devil Now the hell has put me devil drove me to drinking The drinking drove me away from you And I still have your memory It's one thing I can't leave behind Damn you whiskey let me down for the last time Out on this road It's lonely and cold I can't seem to find you No matter where I go This old bottle It's thorn in my side Well, damn you down for the last time, whiskey and the devil, now the hell has put me through, the devil drove me to drinking, the drinking drove me away from you. I still have your memory. There's one thing I'll never leave behind. Damn you, whiskey. Let me down for the last time. Whiskey and the devil. All the hell's put me through. The devil drove me drinking. The drinking drove me away from you. And I still have your memory. It's one thing I can't leave behind. Damn you whiskey, you let me down for the last time.
0: Dude, that's a fucking bike. <laughs> Jesus. Son of a bitch. We both
2: looked at each other during that same line. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you, you
0: know what your voice is absolutely perfect for? What was it 90s sad songs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Your voice is or abs- 80s. Have you ever sang yeah.
2: or have you ever sang Evern Gosden? Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know
1: Jesus. Somebody somebody corned me as his- the gov one time i wrote a song called blending memories and whiskey and it that's the one that won that 2019 songwriter deal in texas and they were like we're just gonna start calling you the gov and i said what is the gov and he's like ghost burn <laughs> 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 yes. uh, that's, that's so funny dude that's nasty it's oh, that, like you said
0: uh, when we first started there's just certain lines for as y'all as songwriters and me as someone who loves the art of it yeah there's just certain lines that, man, even if the rest of the song is bad, and that was it, there's, there's lines that you will pick out. It's just like, God damn, well, thank you. That, that, one, that one hurts the soul. Y'all, uh, y'all got one more good one in peace? Hell yeah, y'all got time for one more good one in peace? Okay, I just okay. want to, to make sure before I, I kept running my mouth. Um, that I, had come I just
2: back from that one for a minute, though. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We,
0: we, we don't have to go right into it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wouldn't want anybody, dude. I did
1: that's. Thank Ooh. you, man. That was coming out on the new album. Oh, it is. It's gonna be on my
2: new
1: album. When's that coming out?
2: It's
1: a. It's coming out at the end of this year, or the very beginning of next year. I've I've got some of those songs on there. Like I got a song that I I wanted to remember. I say ever since my brain injury, I have a hard time re- recalling things. So it's like used to, I could spit out songs I wrote six years ago off the top of my head. Nowadays, with that with that, it's been like, oh shit, I got a blank spot, but wrote a song called I'm the Song. And it was like talking about just like what you was talking about earlier where it says, you know, there's so many singers in this town. There's so many of this, that, and the other. But we're out here doing things that, that's going to live on forever, you know, because mm-hmm. we're the song. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, you know, I'm don't look up to me. I ain't no hero. I'm just a zero on the stage playing songs from my heart. Nowadays, it just don't pay, you know. It's like those are lyrics from it, but it's sometimes what it's just – what it feels like it feels like sometimes people may overlook us today but when we're dead and gone our songs are going to be living on forever. i, I think
0: <laughs> I think with a lot of people well, with like the older generation of music i don't think that any of the guys or females that we idolize i don't think they ever saw this as a job yeah I, I don't i think this was a passion that made them money and then somewhere along the lines music became a business exactly and, and you know like but i don't think that's how it I cannot, with all the stuff that I've I've watched and read about George Jones, spe- he always comes to mind in this argument. He didn't give a fuck about it. He he didn't, he hated even going on stage. Yeah. Like that's why, I mean, he was a drunk, but <laughs> he hated going on stage. All he wanted to do is, I believe he would have been fine sitting on a porch somewhere. Singing the songs. Yeah. You ever heard the story about him cutting grass? Uh-uh, no. He, lo- he loved cutting grass. The, the dude loved fucking cutting crap. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just
1: so, sometimes we find, like, I'm new to it, so it's like, but, like, with me being on the road, like, two months, I've had two whole days off, pretty much that's it. And it's, and it's like, in between riding surrounds and going on the road and doing all this. So, like, just like what you're saying, I think sometimes we just like things that give us a sense of normalcy. You know, it's like to not be anybody to anybody except for the people around you to go home and cut grass or to go home and sit on a porch and barbecue and just be like, you know, I just want to be fucking me today. You know, it's like,
0: (laughs) I I get it. I get it. I I mean, I, I don't get to do what y'all do. Like this is, this is my art here. And coming up here this week, I wanted it to be about work like from start to finish. And I got up here and I realized like, (laughs) I I don't want to fucking work. Yeah. Like I want to just hang out with my friends. I love my friends at home, but I don't know if y'all are like this with some of your older friends. They don't understand what I do still. Cause they work a nine to five. I I just admire. And I don't, I'm not saying it's about either one of y'all, but it's just, I admire the broke ass musician. Yeah. I love the fucking broke ass musician because there's something that is so poetic. About somebody that is chasing their dreams even when shit is bad. Yep. I would rather be that broke ass musician than knowing I had to, and I'm not knocking any of y'all that listen to this to work 40 hours a week, but I, I challenge all y'all to chase your damn dreams too, because you only got one life. Yep. I feel bad for some of the people that are just miserable every day. Yeah. Like life wasn't meant for you to work your life away. No. Like you shouldn't work so hard that you forget to live. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool to see people like us to do that. And when I come up here, I'm surrounded by people who understand that, Yeah. that that want to be on that stage. And they, they want to sing that song because it hits a different spot in your soul or whatever you say it is. Yeah. Then any, the only thing I can ever compare to it is a religious experience. When, when you're having that moment And y'all have had to have it on stage, just when everything's right. It falls into place. And and just, it's just that, ah.
1: This is what I do it for. You can't get that nowhere else. No. And, you know, it's like me, I have such a social anxiety. So, like, every time I go, before I go on stage, it's like, I just have to tell myself that, look, you know, it don't matter if there's uh, one out there or a thousand out there and it don't matter if today I go out there and I swing and it's all strikes you know nobody mm-hmm. gets what I'm trying to say there's always tomorrow and somebody might understand or somebody might be in a dark place where I was at when I wrote this song and it might reach somebody so it's like I always have to just keep going off of that if I reach one more person or if I, if I touch one person with this song that's what I came to do it for you that, know that's why a
0: bunch of this show I joke around and cut up and play a lot but I always share my battles, with mental health, my suicide attempt back in 2010. We just had a girl on the show Monday. Any domestic violence story. Anybody that reaches out to me that has a a domestic violence story that can help another woman or or man get out of that situation, I always I always share them because it's more it's more than about just doing the popular thing. I could fucking have. The guys that you know and some more folks off TikTok every day of the week. Yeah. I could, I could have, what, well, and it'd be really good for business. But what's the fucking message behind it? Yeah. You know, it's I, just, I don't like that. I like, I don't know, I like the poets. I like the real shit. I like, because what you just said, first time I ever shared my suicide attempt and my bouts with it. I had so many people so scared to do it. So scared to put it on social media. Cause I was thought everybody don't think I'm fucking crazy. All that shit. Nothing but love and other people reaching out to me saying that they had been through the same shit. Yep. And when you hear that shit, it's like, okay, my pain did have a purpose. There is a reason why I went through that shit. Right. I almost think, I almost think that for folks like us, if we don't share those bad moments, yeah, I think we're doing, an injustice we're doing it injustice yeah. to what happened to us. Right, we're, we're strong. En- yeah, yeah, we're, we're strong people. enough that where we came out the other side with a different point of view. Yeah, right. a lot of people don't, and they need your point of view on that song right there that you just sang to help motivate them to go on. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, and just like you were asking me earlier questions about like whenever I knew I was gay or whenever I came out or anything like that I used to think too that it wasn't important to talk about it because I'm like just focus on the music or whatever but the more you don't talk about stuff like that that makes certain people uncomfortable the more you're like letting those people think that it is wrong yeah exactly and like you're sitting there not acknowledging it either and not being your authentic self and not talking about who you are because you're afraid of Hurting somebody else's feelings. You should Well there's to, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And the more you don't talk about it, it seems like there's something wrong with it.
0: You should not have to live uncomfortably for other yeah. people to live comfortably. Right. Exactly. It doesn't make sense.
2: One hundred percent. That's how I fuck
0: like those people.
1: My first song came from my, suicide, my first suicide attempt, and it was like, and that, I wrote, like I said, I've written over three thousand songs in the last thirteen years, but that yeah. was, that was, uh, and it happened that the suicide attempt happened the night before I met the woman who's now the mother of my kids. And I I took a uh, bottle of Percocets and pulled the trigger on a 357 Magnum and it misfired. So it's like, you know, the one thing about it is, is like I learned that by sharing that story, that's our, I mean, that's a, whether you're religious or not, a testimony is a testimony. And I mean, it's so powerful. It's more powerful than anything. And, And if you, if you play a song, and it pertains to that you leave people, and they don't know your story, or they don't, they don't know the like the scars that you wear every day, like a badge of honor. You know, if they hear those songs and they don't know anything about you, then it kind of leaves them hanging. Like, I wonder if he's ever really been through that. You know, to be talking about something like that, I wonder if he's ever even really been through that. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, I, people on the show probably get tired of hearing me talk about it, but I believe. That if you are religious, like I, I'm a Christian, I'm just not too. a very good one. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ always <laughs> say, I'm not a good one. <laughs> but I believe that you have preachers and you have warriors. That's it. Preachers are meant to get up there and they're supposed to talk to everybody and make them believe in God or whatever through their words and supposed to be, they're supposed to almost seem perfect. Warriors are, we're supposed to have chinks in our armor, but we're supposed to lead. Not necessarily by example, but by what we've done. Because exactly. I think, like your testimony or anybody's testimony has been down that road, I honestly think it's more powerful than any straight edge preacher could ever mm-hmm. do. Exactly. Yep. You, there's different ways to lead somebody to, to God. And yeah. I just I think yep. that we're supposed to battle. And we're supposed to go through the hardship. I, I don't think anything was put on our plate that we couldn't handle.
3: No.
0: And I think sometimes we were supposed to get it down. Yeah. I, I, I really, really believe. That God allows us to go through hell so we know what heaven's worth.
1: Yeah, see, I mean,
0: I think God look makes at the us disciples.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: he has to.
2: He makes us all different for that purpose. That's what I was. I told my mama one time. I was drunk as shit. I came home and I was like, "Well, I just had a first. and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I just witnessed to an atheist on a bar stool and bought him a shot." And we yeah. even talked about Jesus for about an hour. Yeah. And yeah. she looked at me and she was like, "He talked to you about Jesus?" And I was like, "Honestly, think I started making him kind of think because I wasn't judging him. We were just having a conversation." Yeah. And I was like he listened to one of my songs and it wasn't, it wasn't really even like a preach. I didn't even think that it had anything to do with religion or anything else, but that's what he got out of it. Yeah. Cause that's what was on his heart. That's the way And then works. that's the <laughs> way we led to talking about it. Yeah. But
0: that that's what, that's what's cool about folks like y'all or anybody that has a platform that uses it to talk about those uncomfortable things is that there's someone needs to hear it. There's, there's one person and we probably will never, ever, ever fucking know. Who that one person, person is, yeah, but there's a good chance that somebody heard a song from either one of y'all, yeah. or is going to listen to this show and heard a song, and it's just like a that song, fuck, that's yeah, that, yeah. Somebody, somebody else has been through the same shit I've been through. If they yeah. can make it, I can make
1: it, you know. That's that's like I look back on my personal experience, like there's that's the reason why I chose music was because. It seemed like every time I turned around, there was a song that was hitting me in such a way that it made me reevaluate the situations I was in or what I've been through. And I thought to myself, man, you know, I said, with my music, that's what I want to do. I don't care about how many records get sold. I don't care about none of that. I just care about getting that message on that platform and reaching that person just like it would reached me and having that same impact that somebody had on me. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I wrote a song on a John Deere tractor out in the middle of the the Texas heat bush hogging and and it turned my dad, turned my dad over to the Lord. So it was like, you know, and it was just one of those songs, one of those things where if I could reach him, which he was, he was the hardest person to ever reach. If I was able to reach him, I could reach anybody. So that was a turning point in my life where I was like, okay. That's
0: so so, so cool. all. I I just love, that's why I'm as passionate as I am about folks like y'all. And not the bullshit on the radio. Yeah, like, and it's not all the people are bad. There's a lot of shit that I like on there. I vouch for Sam Hunt's dumbass all the time. <laughs>
2: I do. <wanted to. laughs>
0: I, I his last album that he did, he's got a couple songs on there that if it was done without the track or whatever behind, it, 2016 is a fucking masterpiece mm-hmm. in my mind. <laughs> Completely horrible arrangement.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
0: but anybody else, if Aaron Lewis or not Aaron Lewis, because Aaron Lewis would I fucking love Aaron Lewis. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It probably couldn't be that sensitive to that song, but somebody just got a little edge, but sensitivity like uh, who would it be like Cody Jinks, yeah, yeah, somebody like that plays that. Oh, melt my fucking heart, yeah, like, it's so good. Exactly. Uh, what you got for us? For we fucking right. just we go way off deep <laughs> we We're
2: talking about depression and and about suicide which is super fun topics
0: (laughs) we really tried to liven it up uh, yeah near the end of the show (laughs) Jesus.
2: well i read this song and uh i don't think i even i don't think i even realized what it was about until a few years later whenever i lost a friend to suicide and i think that like whenever we were writing it we kind of wanted to go there um because it's just talking about that lonely feeling that you feel sometimes that you don't want to tell anybody else about because it makes you feel weak. But if you don't talk about it, then you're sitting there alone. in it. Yeah. And so it's, I kind of realized that whenever I lost my friend that I was like, she like, she was the person that none of us thought we ever had to check on. Like she was like the strongest, like coolest, like everybody loved her. Like She was the last person on my mind that would have ever done anything like that. Or, like, but you don't know what people are living with on the inside, so. That's true. This song's called The Lonely I Know. So.
4: Lonely has a way of turning the darkest days into the coldest, restless nights. When lonely calls your name Ain't no place safe that you can run away And hide from all that pain Says that she's your friend, but she's just not She's always there for you When you're lost She'll make you take a drink She don't like to drink alone She'll make you reap every sin you've ever sown She knows where your Bible lays And where you hide that 38 And she's got you thinking about both Yeah, that's lonely, I know When lonely comes around You hear that old familiar sound of a melody that haunts your heart. No lonely, never sleeps. She walks around in all your dreams, poisoning every memory. She says that she's your friend, but she's just not. She's always there for you. When you're lost She'll make you take a drink She don't like to drink alone She'll make you reap Every sin you've ever sown She knows where your Bible lays And where you hide that 38 and she's got you thinking about both Yeah, that's lonely, I know I know fear, and I know regret And I know I've got a lot of loneliness She'll make me take a drink Cause she don't like to drink alone She'll make me reap every sin I've ever sown She knows where my Bible lays And where I hide that 38 She's got me thinking about both. Yeah, that's lonely I know. Yeah, that's lonely I know. Mm.
0: That's fucking tough. Ugh. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I mean of course I don't <laughs> I don't know any of your music yet. <laughs> I did not know that that... you was gonna have that one in there after that conversation.
1: You you goosebumped me there. Shit, yeah, you did.
0: <laughs> Bad, fuck. God, Lord. Man. That line. The Bible, know where the Bible lays in the third. Damn.
3: Man, that's anyway. It,
0: it, this is like for me watching you two doing this. Okay. I always believe that like shit plays out the way it's supposed yeah. to Yeah, yeah, me too. So Justin Dukes, Blaine Bunning, and uh Ethan Phillips was supposed to be here. Every one of them canceled. Well, Ethan didn't because I kind of forgot to invite him or remind <laughs> him. But Blaine and Justin both got really fucked up watching the Georgia game Saturday or their Friday night. And Justin Dukes, I don't know if y'all know him. He's one of our real good friends. He's fucking, he's a baby. He's, there's no reason why this man should be friends with us. Like he sees a sweetheart. And he got way too uh, drunk the other night and then uh he couldn't he couldn't come cuz he said his voice is still hurting and uh they're they don't do like this their shit's good i love their stuff you two just this is special there's going to be people that listen to this and they're going to be like fuck like i'm listening to it and i'm like fuck it's just uh with them canceling, this is what was supposed to happen. This is a good this fit. Was yeah, this is extremely good well, fit. And we're I'm both from like, the same yeah, area. That's what I was so
2: like, going to say. I was like, you're probably my cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. will figure that out later.
1: <laughs> <Good> <laughs> God. You probably went to, you probably, like I so said, you went to Gary's. You probably knew my old lady went to Thompson. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby Joe Comte was her name. But What's the last name?
0: If y'all ever do rider's rounds together, though, just make oh, that, sure. We got to set that <laughs> up. Yeah. Make sure. No razor blades. No razor blades, <laughs> yeah. There's any Hard drugs. Anywhere yes. close. Take all the 90 proof and throw that yeah. shit away. <laughs> People it's are be, People are gonna it, be on a bad God, trip. Yeah. Doing drugs you tell them when they, they come in the door all they can drink is fucking white yeah. That is that is it.
1: Speaking <laughs> of hard
0: drugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shit>.
1: <laughs> Speaking of hard drugs. He yeah, puts the words
0: in my mouth and they yeah. just come out.
1: So it's like, you know, uh so I lost I grew up around addiction. Uh that's like all my all my family were uh, addicted to one thing or another and so like i lost my uncle about two years ago he got stabbed to death and uh it was uh it's one of those things where you know like i said for his respect i won't go into a lot of details but it's like drugs can take you down a real dark path and it took me down a dark path and it took losing him to kind of reevaluate my own living you know so this song's called addiction and uh kind of like the lonely song you know i think sometimes we overlook that lonely don't lonely don't care who you are uh, addiction don't care who you are so this this song's called addiction I'm a darkness it comes in any size You can't hide me, they can see it in your eyes Sinner or saying, I'll leave you telling lies But I'll be with you till the day you die Hiding in the shadows or down the street Just waiting for the chance for us to meet Once I have you, I won't let you go Jesus can have your heart, but I'll take your soul Ooh. You can try to put me down, but again, you'll fail. To say my first rodeo, gonna put you through hell. As you lie in bed with the sweats and the shakes, I'll be waiting over here when your fever breaks. Make you steal from your mom, make you steal from your dad. I'll make you sell everything you have. Forget about your kids, forget about your wife. Cause I'm the only thing that you need in life.
3: ooh.
1: Well, I didn't come to you, you came to me So I'm not the one to blame, you see You talk about all the things you change When the morning comes, one thing remains You can hear the voices calling down the hall Ain't nobody there, cause you lost them all Come next week, you'll be living in the street But don't worry, brother, I got all you need ooh I come in many forms, whiskey and pills, cocaine, meth, whatever spins your wheels. I've been bought and I've been sold, but when I'm in your system I take control My name's addiction, it's a powerful name. If you don't believe me, come and play my game. I've took the best and watched them go insane. Just kick back and watch them go up in flames. I'm a darkness that comes in any size. You can't hide me, they can see it in your eyes. Sinner or sane, I'll leave you telling lies. But I'll be with you till the day you die.
0: Fuck you, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Thank you,
1: man. Oh, my Uh, God.
0: Uh, I don't even want to talk anymore. Uh, (laughs) Those those last two songs did it. Thank you, Dude, dude, that's... I'm just telling... Because, Brian, I ain't got to to listen to a lot of your stuff. Like, I got a little bit now that I've been around you a couple times. And uh, I'm I'm finna bother the shit out of you. you. Lee Tucker told me I was gonna love you, and he's fucking... You are what I am obsessed with when it comes to female country. Like you're, you're what I'm obsessed with right now, um, and dude, you're you're special. Well, thank you, man. I did. I don't think I knew because uh, uh, the environment we met in. Oh yeah, it was. Just, it, it got down. Yeah. You got you got downplayed so much. <laughs> well, thank you. There's man. more talent. You're fucking pinky, and not knocking you guys. <laughs> There's more talent in his pinky than there is in all your tick in all their TikToks. Well, thank <laughs> you. You know. <laughs> Fuck their millions of fans. <laughs> I if they don't it. like that, then they, they have no taste. Um, but no, uh, just thank y'all. Do y'all have anything like, big or anything coming up that y'all would like to, like any shows or anything y'all like to promote? Or you got any writers' rounds coming up in the next couple of days or whatever?
2: I'll probably play Freak Show on Friday night, but I mean, it's not not thing, huge. Yeah, but there's going to be people that want... That It'll be at the local on Friday the night. The local
0: this Friday night mm-hmm. or next Friday night? This Friday night, yeah. What's that? the date on that? The s- um, 17th? Today's Sunday, so Friday's
2: the 15th,
0: right? 15th. 15th. Yeah. Okay. okay, yeah, my mouths were good. Maths were good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the wrong date right here. This some reason, this new computer says 10-11. Um, yeah, there are people want to go see. So, I promise. There's this... I honestly... I, I was... Me and several of the guests I've had on the show that have blew up off of TikTok, or they had a song that blew them up, Priscilla. Mm -hmm. Uh, She hasn't been on the show yet, but I knew her before um, because of Lee, obviously. I'm not like best friends or shit with her. Trey Lewis, the same way. There's been several other folks, right? Uh, I think that with folks that are as talented as y'all, it's just going to take one fucking time. I think the same way with them. I think they're just talented enough that... Yeah. So it took one time. It took the right time. And uh, y'all both are sick. Well, man, I I, think, I just think the right know. person has to hear it. I think that's all it is. The right person has to hear it. And I think that your life changes. Thank you, I really man. do. Thank you
2: so much. Thank you for having it's,
1: us. It's, man. Uh, it's, it's like I said, man, you know, I've been taking it one day at a time. Like I never thought that I would make it this far. So it's like now I'm sitting here like, wow, this is, I'm in Nashville. I'm living here. I'm, I'm making a living as a songwriter, whether it be a extravagant living or not. It's I like I'm, I made it, you know, I made it to, uh, to having my family up here with me now. Cause that was the hardest thing was, was having to do this and try to keep your family, you know, away from you all times. And, and then when, you know, to be up here and to try to get in and, and meet these new songwriters that you've never met. Cause you come from Texas so up here. It's a different, it's a different world. So it's oh, like, yeah. and everybody's got their own little circles and, you know, if you're not in that circle, it's you know, it's like it's not like they're coming out and just inviting you to be you in just that circle. Got, you
0: really just gotta meet Lee Tucker. Yeah. Cause everybody here loves him. Yeah. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, cause we hate him. <laughs> like, we hate him. We we love him so much that we hate him. But there's not a single person that's up here. And by the way, Lee, uh I should probably say thank you to you for letting me use your apartment for this I gonna quit, all- keep renting Airbnbs. Uh but yeah, no, it's
1: Just hang out with Lee. Are you going to be on the round November 4th at the local? Or?
2: I have. So, November 4th, I have a Bobby show. Okay. um, I'm putting. Oh, that's going to be a good one, too. If you come (laughs) back into town for that show. Uh, I'm coming back
0: back in November because we're supposed to be going to see Sturgill at the Ryman.
2: What night is it?
0: I don't know, but I will try to coordinate it. November
2: 4th. I have. you know who Lisa Carver is? Lisa Carver. It
0: seems like I do, but I can't. I'm not sure. She wrote that
2: song. Uh, well, the one that she like everybody knows her for that was like a radio hit and stuff. Julie Roberts cut that song, um, "Wake Up Older." Okay. But then yeah. she wrote "Whiskey and a Gun," and she right. wrote that song "The Bullet." She's like written all, and she like lives in. New Mexico and a treehouse somewhere. Like she got sick in Nashville too. And she just like moved and left and everything else. But I mean, she's still one of my favorite songwriters of all times. And she's coming out in November and she's going to play with me at Bobby's. And then I'm going to have Helene Cronin, who I wrote some of my songs with that I played on this and on Thursday night. And then Shelly Fairchild's going to be there and there's, it's going to be, it's going to be a killer (laughs) show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
0: probably going to have to, I have to start coming up here more. Like there's just I have to at this point now, uh, I am not. Move- I can't move up here because of my daughter. I'm not moving away from down there. And uh, I've got to start coming up here more. So yeah. I'm going to start scheduling around <laughs> when I know people. only reason I was up here in the first place, shout out to Dustin and by the way. You did a great <laughs> job at Whiskey Jam the other night. I came for Whiskey Jam last Monday, ended up still staying here, and somebody <laughs> told me about everything that was going on at Whiskey Jam tomorrow. And I love Hannah, me and her buddies. And I just, I've been so happy for her and proud of her. The stuff that she's got that just came yeah. out. She, that song Shoes on her new EP is just, it's one of my favorites right now. And uh, then I, Lee told me Dylan Carmichael, I'm obsessed with him. He's playing uh, Tuesday, a free show really? at a scoreboard. Oh, really? really? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll be here fucking Wednesday. <laughs> and, then, and then Hastings and Co., they asked me to record a show with them Wednesday morning. So now I'm not gonna get late Wednesday fucking afternoon, and <laughs> it's just like okay, now I got to get to work. I didn't so Dylan's gonna I'll be week. there at scoreboard.
1: Yeah, there. come go with us. I'll go with you. Yeah, come yeah. On. I like Dylan, man. I like Dylan a lot. I that's, ain't met him yet, but I
0: I, I, I I met him real fucked up one time when I was. <laughs> was this one of the things I didn't think I was gonna get to meet him. He ended up being cool, talking to the crowd and hanging out with some of us at press passes. That's it's awesome, cool. man. But, uh, but
1: I did a th- I, uh, I got invited to my first uh writer's round, cause like I'm new to town. So it's like, I got invited to the local out there uh, to do a songwriter round on the 4th. And it's like, you know, it's different, man. It's like, you get in here and it's the way things happen, they happen so fast. Like, you don't know what room you're gonna be in the next day. And like this room, like, I'm just thankful to be here, man. Cause it's like I said, you just don't know who you're gonna meet, and it's it's just a it was a good fit. It really was. It yeah. was a great fit. The the songs really brought out some songs that I haven't played in a while, and that's the way the room does sometimes. Yeah. It's like you know,
0: it, y'all, y'all both. It, it, it'll be funny. Uh, I just went from my year transition from starting the studio October first to last year where I'm at now. Would have never thought in starting my own shit and being off radio that would in a year's time I'd be where I am now. Uh, I think y'all are both going to look back in a year right now. I know you might have been in Nashville a little bit longer and you've been waiting for that year, that year, that year, but there's no way you can hide that talent.
1: No, no. If if
0: my dumb ass can hear it, (laughs) there's somebody looking for it. Like, you well, just have you. not been in front of them yet. Because that's. Is-
2: well, anytime I get down on myself, I just remember that KT Oslin was 40 years old whenever she had her first hit on the radio. You know, and they She saw was about it- 43 when she was. You know, most people
0: with. don't hit it big regardless of what industry they're in till thirty five and up. Thirty yeah. five and up. It's thirty five and up. That's, right. and up.
2: That's what I've heard. And I got to thinking about it the other day too, and I was like, shit. I was like, if I would have hit it big whenever I was like twenty five or twenty six, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But I would have appreciated it. I would've no, I would have been I would have been in the twenty seven club. Yeah. <laughs> I would have drank myself or killed myself in some uh, way. <laughs> absolutely. I already know. Like I wouldn't have been able to handle it.
0: I would have been Morgan Wallen. I yeah. would have been Johnny oh, Manziel. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. I would have shown my ass. Yep, that's
2: exactly. That's what why I when done.
0: anybody ever gets on his ass, I'm like, you just won't admit to yourself that you'd have done the same fucking thing that, that man would have done.
1: That yep. that song he put out, uh, "Damn Living a Dream." I mean, oh yeah, oh, man. That that between was, alcohol that, and women, women Adderall, Adderall and, and adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah, it's like shut I mean, the fuck up. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> that was right when you know I was going through all that stuff like. And then getting on a, you know, like I said, I'd been doing this for years, and never had been on a bus or any of this stuff. And then I'm on these tours with these different people and I'm doing this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, man, this is a, this is a different world. Like it's just not, and then you think, you get to thinking about it, like don't lose who you are mm-hmm. on the road. Cause when you, if you lose this, the ability to sit in a room and write a meaningful song by being out there and being pushed into interviews and this, that, and the other, then you, then what are you even doing it for? Because it's like, now you're just covering songs about your old life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like don't, don't forget who you are. Don't, All right. don't lose yourself because everybody wants you to. Forget who you are. Sing the same songs about what you have lived, but... You can't be that person anymore. We want you to be polished up. We want you to be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they can kiss our ass. Though. They kiss can our ass. We drinking, good time music.
0: Uh, but th- folks, thank y'all. Thank for, y'all, for man. y'all. I, it, thank This you. was, and regardless of what the rest of my friends are going to say, and I've had a bunch of them out here doing it, this is my favorite songwriters around us at that we've recorded. Well, thank uh, you. Without a, Lee Tucker is probably going to punch me in the dick for <laughs> saying that. But he knows the kind of music I'm listening to when ain't nobody else around. This is my favorite writer's round I've, I've done.
1: Well, thank, thank you, man. You so that means everybody. a lot. I appreciate it. Well, y'all, y'all
0: both will be asked to come back. Anytime you got something, a single, or anything coming out, you let me know. I will promote the fuck out of it. We'll have you back on. It's anytime. Y'all Y'all family the show now.
1: Hell yeah, cool. man. Appreciate that.
0: And folks, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.